This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The Bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning, everybody, and welcome in to The Scorecard here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Alongside my pal Barry Cronin, I'm Mike Esposito. Every Saturday morning, please join us here from 6 to 8 as we talk about everything going on in the world of golf and specifically Chicago golf. Barry, good morning. Uh, another uh, busy week for us here today and uh, lots cooking, uh, including at the old Zurich Classic down in New Orleans. Yeah, good morning, Mike. I hope you're doing well. It's uh, always sure. good to be with you. Um, yeah, yeah. We, you know, it's funny, Mike. I was thinking that, uh, you know, you have the big build up to the Masters and then you have the kind of the exhale from the Masters, which was last week at the Heritage out at Harbortown, and everybody kind of cruising around on, you know, Calabogie Sound, and everybody's mellowed out. And then, you know, you get to the Zurich, you get to New Orleans, and it's kind of like, wow, that's like another three, four weeks till the PGA, you know, and things kind of really kind of slow down on the tour. So, uh, So what they've done now is that Zurich, the sponsor and the tournament folks, have gotten together and said, you know, let's just sort of change this up a little bit and we're going to do a team event so that's what they've done for the last uh, several years and uh you know it seems to be working out okay it's uh you know they have some interesting things going on and uh interesting people leading but uh but we had a you know we had an interesting week last week and uh, but the thing is we got a pretty good leaderboard uh this week uh, tony finau and cameron champ are tied with uh, victor hovlin and chris ventura Two former teammates at Oklahoma State, um, so that's pretty cool. And Tony and Cameron both hit it a mile, and uh, it's just a kind of an interesting, uh, interesting uh, 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 couple of couple of teams at the top because they're not exactly uh, the same 
type of type of players. You know, the the, the right. one the one two some hits at a mile, the other one not quite a mile, but you know, they all hit uh-huh. it forever. So <laughs> right, they're they're all long <laughs> off the tee, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, so things are cooking. Yeah, and and it's an interesting bit. You you mentioned it, so it's a it's a two man team event. It's uh it's the only one of its kind, right, on the tour. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But yes, it is, that's right. It, it's a different uh, a different uh, feel to it, I guess. It's I I think maybe and maybe that's by design. It's designed to be different. It's designed to be maybe a little more fun, uh, a little uh, shake up to the to the norm and. And uh, you know, uh, give the uh, the viewing public and and the players themselves a little change of pace. I think. Yeah, it's something different. You know, um, for example, Hovland and Chris Ventura. They're not only teammates; were teammates at Oklahoma State. You know, up till a couple of years ago, but they're also both from Norway, right? Then mm-hmm. the next, you know, then you've got Henrik Stenson playing with Justin Rose, both you know, big time. Ryder Cup players, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we've got Louis Oosthuizen playing with Charles Schwartzel, both mm-hmm. uh, both from uh, South Africa. L- Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith, both from Australia, playing together. You know, they'll, you know, they play together on these uh, on these uh, 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 Presidents Cup teams all the time. So, so you know, you've kind of got that a little bit of that dynamic uh, going on guys from the same countries playing together Cameron Percy and Greg Chalmers Australian you know and then mm-hmm. you've got but then you've got like a weird thing where you got John Rahm who's from Spain playing with Ryan Palmer I don't know exactly how that thing's got going but that's but it's cool <laughs> you know it's sure it's kind of like whatever you know um, but uh, and they won last year that they won last year yeah so it yep. gives a little it's a little bit of a change up from your just you know, sort of the constant uh, drone of stroke play events, um, you know. And uh, so what they do, Mike, is on uh, on Thursday, opening day, they play best ball, which means they play in everybody plays his own ball, and then the lowest score gets counted. So if you make a four and I make a five, we count your ball. Right. Um, and then on Friday they play alternate shot, so they play two balls, um, and uh, you know between the among the foursome, and uh, they just you know, one guy hits it off the tee, and the next guy hits it to the green, and then they putt alternately, and that's kind of a cool thing. But you don't see that anywhere, either one of those um, uh, uh, formats, in anything other than, you know, the Ryder Cup or the mm-hmm. President's Cup, typically. You know, and that happens, you know, that happens once a year or so. Right, or or in any random golf outing that I attend where you play best ball, so everyone doesn't shoot 110, right? Well, yeah, maybe we should. Maybe they should start one where they just play a scramble. You know, uh-huh. there's, there's, you know, they shoot 900 under par. You know, they you know, so. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and looking at the scores, uh, you know, while uh, while reading up on it, uh, and you see 63s and 62s in the first round, I'm like, man. And then yeah, well, that makes sense uh, based on on what you're saying. The other thing I did notice was the country uh, factor, which you mentioned yeah. right off the top. You get a lot of guys playing together that are countrymen, and you know, like Ventura and Hovland, uh, Finau and Champ are both Americans, et cetera, on down yeah. the line. But then you yeah. have your random your random groups as well, which is which is <laughs> yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and we we should uh, also mention Barry that uh, we are reachable and we are here at three one two six four four six seven six seven. Uh, that is our score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. We are also broadcasting live and proudly from the 670 The Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local 
Hyundai dealers. Uh, we do have a, a big show for you today, and I'll, I'll give you that uh, right now before we get back in, onto the tour. Uh, from the Chicago District Golf Association, Casey Richards will join us, the Senior Director of Communications. Casey will join us at 640, uh, talk to us about the uh, CDGA Marathon fundraiser and lots of other things going on. Uh, during the 7 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Jim McCormick. And Barry, you had a, uh, a pretty interesting visit with Jim. Uh, Jim has probably the most prolific private golf collection in the world. Now, that sounds very lofty, but and we're going to hear why, and we're going to talk to Jim at 7 o'clock. It sounds extremely cool. Uh, and then uh, finishing out our lineup from Golf Channel, uh, senior writer from GolfChannel.com, Rex Hoggard, will join us. Uh, he is down in New Orleans, and he will join us to talk about what's going on at the Zurich Classic. So we'll look forward to that during the 7 o'clock hour. Um, and just a little bit, too, Barry, before we get back to what we were talking about, so Jim McCormick, our guest at seven, the the uh, the golf collection, and to people who are collectors, you know, I I personally have. When I was a kid, I was all about the cards, right? I had football sure. cards, I had baseball cards, you name it, I had it. Uh, I've started uh, again to kind of check out some of that stuff. Again, it's mainly the stuff I had when I was a kid, so the baseball and the football cards. But Jim is that guy for golf, so his home. Has has basically been turned into a museum for golf, which is pretty damn awesome. It's it's incredible. Uh, I went into his house, uh, visited with him, and took a little tour, which is pretty amazing. First of all, we had him on the cover of the February edition of Chicago District Golfer magazine, mm-hmm. and and it was a beautiful story written by uh, David Sweet, who uh, who went and met Jim and, and really just wrote a beautiful story, uh, very detailed and really good. Um, but I went down because I think, well, we're going to have Jim on the show. And I was kind of in the neighborhood. So I went and saw him and, uh, he gave me a little tour and, uh, it, it, he has the, uh, so Willie Park Jr. Right. So that, you know, God knows if anybody's heard of him. He was the guy who won the first British open back in 1850. So Jim has the only oil painting of Willie Park Jr. in his living room, uh, you know, and I mean, it's stuff that goes back. He's got uh, trophies from, um, you know, uh, that go, I mean, hundreds of years old from the Olympics. Uh, he's got uh, relics from the British Open, golf balls, golf clubs, putters, these things that you see from that are coming out now from various manufacturers you think oh well, and they come out every year oh man with the great advertising you say this is brand new nobody ever thought of this before um there are putters that are that that were built you know when they only had hickory shafts uh and mm-hmm. built 150 years ago that looked like the same putters that are coming out now um mallet putters uh just the design of them it, it just, it, it's just crazy. Um, so anyway, we'll, we're going to hear a lot about from Jim, and um, he's got some he's got some great 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 stuff, and uh, yeah. and, a, and a really interesting backstory for himself. Yeah, no, I look forward to talking with Jim. Uh, that'll definitely be fun. Uh, Casey at uh, six forty, Casey Richards from CDGA, uh, and then Rex Hoggard from Golf uh, as we uh, complete the show here today, six to eight every Saturday morning. And again, if you'd like to text us three one two six four four six seven. 
6-7 is our number. The Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Uh, so back to the tour, Barry. And, and to say we at the scorecard are neutral and we don't have a rooting interest is mainly <laughs> true. But we do have a slight rooting interest. You know why? And, and you, you know this and, and I know this. is because we kind of have a friend of the program. We, we, we don't often get the golfers themselves to, to come on the show. But last year... We did, and our guy won last week. Yeah, Stuart Sink. You know, it's one of the reasons it's hard to get golfers to come on the show is that, you know, we're on from 6 to 8 in the morning, and that's about kind of when they're getting up and having their Cheerios and getting ready yep. to go to the golf course a lot of times, so it's hard to plan. So, uh, yeah, but Stuart came on our show last year, and he was he was terrific. I mean, he was really yep. good. Um but uh, he won the RBC Heritage at the Harbortown Golf Links on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina last week. And, uh, you know, he was leading. The, he led the tournament wire to wire, and we were talking about it last week. He had shot 63-63 uh, on Thursday and Friday, and he had this, I think he had like a five-shot lead going into uh, Sunday. And... And he and he won. He didn't gag, man. He just mm-hmm. he just he just won. He kept he kept going. His he had his son Reagan on the bag, and uh, he's just seen it was. And you know he's the only player now who has won twice uh, in this season. Uh, the other was uh, Bryson DeChambeau, and he won. In fact, uh, Stewart won the Safeway Classic uh, up in Napa Valley in California. Um, you know, it's this season, but it's last year. It's very weird. The tour's weird, you know. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, and he won. He got 19 under par. He had a sh- four-shot victory, um, and he, he just played great, and it was cool. I think he was the – he's only the third person – third player over the around the age of 47 that won twice on the PGA Tour, and the others were Sam Snead, Julius Boros, and the third guy I can't remember because I didn't write it down. <laughs> well, but, and, but and I will. What, I will take my SRA test next week. You know. There, there you go. No, and the wonderful thing about this, and listen, uh, you know, you and I are uh, uh, not exactly the youngest of men anymore. The, the nice thing, the nice thing about about you're this young is, at heart, and, though. Yeah. That's right. And actually, the, the the scary thing is, I am Stuart Sink's age, so I would be an ancient <laughs> geezer on this on this tour. But that's a bit the fun thing, right? Is that he's 47. Right. And at at a time when most guys are winding down, he's having the be- you know one of the best years of his life. Well, and what's what's really um, what's really odd, Mike, is that he, you know he hadn't won a tournament since 2009, which is when he won the British Open in a playoff over Tom Watson. And mm-hmm. so you know Tom Watson was 59. He was cruising on the back nine at uh, uh, one of those royal something. Anyway, sorry. And, and uh, you know, he, he made a bogey, and he, he wound up tying. Instead of winning, he wound up tying Stuart Sink. And, of course, Stuart was, you know, he was 35 at the time. And, uh, you know, Tom Watson's 59, and, he you know, and really they went to the playoff. And, uh, and you know, and Stuart just waxed him in the playoff. I mean, you know, and it wasn't Tom Watson's fault. It's just that all the air went out of the balloon. He just didn't have any more energy. I saw a really good... Uh, um, a recap of that of that uh, of that uh, British Open, 
And it was, of of course, it was all about Watson. You know, it wasn't about, sure. oh, yeah, Stewart Sink won. It was all about Watson. And, you know, he, he, Watson basically said, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, he kind of lost it. And you could just tell. And so then Stewart went up on the uh, the first hole and just, just killed him. Because they have a four-hole uh, uh, playoff where the cumulative score is what matters. It, it's, a, it's a stroke play thing. So... Mm-hmm. You know, Stewart just killed him. You know, you think he won by four shots or whatever. It was just over after the first hole, and you could just tell. And, of course, everybody, including me, sitting on the couch, goes, you know, I hate this guy, Stewart Sink. You know, he's such a, you know, why, how could this guy <laughs> how have How could you nerve? do that to Tom Watson? How could, yeah. you, how could you ruin my narrative, right? We uh-huh. know everybody, everybody loves a good story, and everybody wanted Watson to win the British Open again. And uh, so it's funny. Then after that, he didn't win. I mean, Stuart Sink didn't win. You think, oh, wow, he won a tournament. He's in his mid-30s. He's going to keep mm-hmm. going. And he didn't. And now, for whatever reason, um, you know, all these years later, he wins twice on the PGA Tour. And why? You know, what's interesting is the common thing between the two tournaments is that he had his son, Reagan, on the bag. And, of course, anybody who watched the broadcast uh, last Sunday is, you know, they showed, you know, it's, I don't know, these TV stations, the TV networks are crazy, but, you know, they got the, they got the camera right up in his wife, you know, they're, they taking pictures of his wife, the video mm-hmm. of his wife the whole time, and it's like, she's pretty cool, I mean, she wasn't looking at the camera, you know, she was just being, trying to look for, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, but it's, it's like a family affair, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, and he's having this, you know, like I said, he's having uh, a wonderful season. He's back in the top 50. Uh, he's yeah. number three in the FedEx Cup standings. He's made himself some bucks. He's made over $3 million so far this season. And right. if you start talking in the in the extremely early Ryder Cup rankings, uh, he's up there. And Yeah, the, yeah. Where is he now, Mike? Do you remember? I I don't know how I don't know how far he got. He, he's certainly he he's is, not quite in the he's no, not quite in the in the automatic he fix, is, right? He is number 24 in the U.S. Ryder Cup rankings, and uh, he is uh, here is the stat, and this makes me chuckle. And you already you already hit on it, but he had won six of his previous 616 events, and now he's won two of his last 15. So this yeah. it's and he's 47, and it, you know it just goes to all the randomness and uh, the wonders of golf that we have uh, talked about and will talk about uh, uh, every Saturday morning here on the Scorecard, but. Uh, it's a great story. I, I love it. And obviously we have a bit of a connection here to the show as he was uh, on last week and uh, not last week, last year. And he did talk to us about the uh, the British Open and the thing with Watson and and really a, a nice, long, successful professional career on the tour. You know, I think we have more of a connection to him than he has to us on the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's probably I think, like, I, he's like, score I, what? What? Yeah. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're like you know like wow we really love the Beatles but or, uh-huh. or some some the Beatles I'm, t- I'm dating myself pick, pick um, random yeah. rock and roll band right <laughs> yeah pick random right and we love them more than they love us you yes know, but they but they, but I'm sure they appreciate it yeah um it's it's just uh, it's remarkable and so I don't know what accounts for it and I mean hopefully we'll get a chance to ask him uh yeah sometime this year if we can get him to if we can get him to come back on you know that uh, that. That would be wonderful. Well, we, we will uh, continue uh, right after this quick timeout, Barry. Again, coming up later this hour from the Chicago District Golf Association, Casey Richards will join us. Next hour, we'll have Jim McCormick and Rex Hoggard 
uh, from GolfChannel.com on. Uh, lots more to come. And when we come back, I want to ask you about this player impact program uh, and mm. what it means to the tour uh, and to the world of golf. We have Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, here with you on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, there we go. There we go. Now now you know where there the tour is at this weekend, right, Barry? I mean, it's... Yeah, absolutely. There's Hello, not much question here. <laughs> One of my favorite parts oh, of uh, this Adam card Stasinski. here. Yes, thank you, Adam. One of my favorite parts of our show, Barry, the scorecard here presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We love to play the music of the tour wherever they're at. And this week, uh, if Louis Armstrong is not a huge clue, it should be. Uh, they're in New Orleans at the Zurich Classic. Uh, we talked about a little bit last segment. But uh, we Satchmo, like to my man, Satchmo, one of the great That's jazz right. musicians. Maybe the greatest of all time. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, New Orleans, it's awesome, you know. And uh, one of the few musical formats older than both of us uh, very easily. We, we love that as well, so we can uh, have some fun with that too. But New Orleans, you know, uh, you, know you know, action. Mike, New, or- New Orleans is where the Bears won the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember that. I, I that, I, <laughs> that's right. No, and, you, and hey, that there's a story for another day. I would love to, uh, to, <laughs> to hear your, your memories oh, yeah. of January 26, 1986, my friend. <laughs> hey, listen, Mike, before we get on to that, we were going to talk about that player impact program. Yeah. But I was just, I was just thinking, um, before we get to that, I was just going to say, you know, we had we like to give you an update on our local players, how they're doing. Sure. And we had a couple of guys uh, play 
you know, pretty well for, uh, you know, at, at Harbortown, you know, we always focus on the top, you know, the guy that wins in the first, you know, top few guys, et cetera. But mm-hmm. um, at Harbortown, we had uh, two of our local guys, um, Kevin Streelman, who uh, happened to be on the cover. He's from uh, the Wheaton area, went to high school out there and yep. uh, went to Duke. And he uh, he graced the cover of our April edition of, uh, of uh, Chicago. Uh, he uh, he shot seven under T thirty three, and uh, Doug Gim, who's uh, on his first full year on the tour, I guess, with, with all the pandemic stuff, he also tied for thirty third. Uh, Doug's a young guy, probably like he's like twenty five, and Kevin's I don't know forty one. So mm-hmm. uh, you know they both made about thirty eight grand, and uh, you know it's not bad for a week's work. Right. Yeah, no, and and uh a 7 under, not a bad score and uh yeah. the the 38 grand also not bad for a week's worth. Uh, I would certainly yeah. take it. I imagine most of our listeners would as, as sure. well. They it's but, just that we don't have to practice as much. That's and, right. And the and the other thing was on the Corn Ferry tour, uh they were out in Las Vegas uh, last week and our guy Nick Hardy, who's also mm-hmm. been a guest on the show last yep. year, uh, he tied for fifth, nine under par. He's doing great. And um, just wanted to, to give the folks a little update on that. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, and, and, oh, and yeah, and one more thing, Mike, I'll tell you. Okay. Oh, which, sure. uh, which I think will, will certainly be interesting. As you remember, last week we talked about Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. And he was leading the Will County Amateur. He shot 69. He was in first place. It was a 36-hole tournament. And sadly, he wound up. Uh, he shot 77 on the second day, wound uh-huh. up tied for tied for eighth, and uh, uh, oh man! Uh, and so anyway, he didn't win. Sadly, Bennett uh, Cotton man, of Winnetka, the ben, winner. Bennett Cotton from Winnetka. Thank you for uh, saving my life there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no worries. No, and it's fun. Listen, and we we seem to have the the Tony Romo sighting. Uh, once or twice uh, uh, per year here where, where he kind of pops in. It's like, hey, there's Tony Romo, and he's doing something golfy, and then, you know, he goes back to football. But he is he's a very good player. And, and yeah. I'm not, I I make light of it, and I, I joke, but Tony Romo is, is a very, very good amateur player. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, anyway, so that's the subject so about our local guys and how they're sure. doing, and, uh, and Nick is a player, and... Uh, you know, looking up some of his statistics, um, you know, he, he, we talk about Will Zalatoris. Well, Nick is number two, right behind uh, Will on the some of the ball striking statistics on the uh, on the PGA Tour. I mean, on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's about he hits a 308 off the tee, and Will hits a 314. So he's only six yards behind. Him. He's got to work on that a little bit. But uh, and but and that, what? But he's doing okay. You know, so so he's uh, I think he's ranked now. The top 25 guys on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, make it. They get automatically exempt into the PGA Tour next year or next mm-hmm. season. And the season, season starts. Yep. Yeah, no, the season starts. You know, late September, five minutes after the other season ends. You know. Right. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. So he'll likely make that as long as he keeps uh, keeps playing well. 
Uh, he'll he'll likely be on the PGA Tour, so that'll be interesting. It'll be good to see. He's uh, he's from Northbrook and a and a good local guy. Went to Illinois, so an Illini after my own heart, my friend. There, absolutely, uh, absolutely an Illini no, for sure. And, and that'll give us another local rooting interest uh, for uh, for us here on the scorecard. Uh, once he knock on wood, hopefully makes uh, the tour next season. Uh, so that is definitely uh, something to look forward to and a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, and yes, as you mentioned, a guy who we've uh, been glad to have here on the show. Um, I mentioned before the break the the new player impact program that they announced. Uh, lots of opinions on this kind of either way, Barry, about the uh, the payout. So it's $40 million that they're going to pay out to the 10 players deemed to do the most to boost engagement and publicity for the PGA Tour. So it's not be the best at golf, right? It's you don't have right. to necessarily be the best at golf, and it's obviously a ton of money. Um, but but what what's your take on this and and why they're doing it? I know I've read some stuff on it. Uh, you listen to some commentary on it. There's been uh, uh, several pieces written on it since this came out. Uh, yeah. How do you see this uh, uh, impacting the game? Well, um, Mike, this is a direct. Um, uh, attempt to mitigate the threat to, to establish this premier golf league in which they would uh, they would uh, take the cream of the uh, PGA Tour crop and all the top, top players in the world and start a league where they would play one another. Now, I don't know if this sounds familiar to you uh, yeah. this past week with respect what they were going to do with soccer. Right. So this this came out a while back, the Saudi Arabian thing, and you know people were talking about, oh yeah, maybe it would do it. And then Rory McIlroy, who's really you know one of the top players in the world, and um, I think he might have been ranked number one at the time, he came out and said, you know, I'm not so into this whole Saudi Arabian re- regime thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure I want to take a bunch of money from those guys, and it really hasn't taken off yet. But it is a threat, and it's out there. And, um, you know, what's interesting about it, um, golfers, unlike all the other athletes, uh, one, of the, one of their calling cards is, look, we don't get paid unless we go out and, and play well. We get, play, we get paid for how well we play. Mm-hmm. So you have 156 guys in a normal PGA Tour event, and about half of them are going to miss the cut. You know, you're going to have 70 guys, 70 players in ties who make the cut, and that means the other guys do not make any money that week. Um, you know, so, you know, that, I mean, this this takes, a, uh, takes you know, you're getting money, you're earning money than playing golf. And what's, let's, let's just go over a couple of things, Why, how this, how the, they're going to, Tour is going to establish metric to uh, measure the impact score, as they say, that the players mm-hmm. are making. Their popularity on Google search, uh, their Nielsen brand exposure rating, mm-hmm. which you know would place a value on the exposure a player uh, delivers uh, to sponsors through the minutes that they're featured on TV broadcasts. Oh, here's another one. Their Q rating, which mm-hmm. is, you know, advertising agencies. You know, they only if you have a good Q rating, that means everybody knows who you are. That means it's a, I would call it the Kardashian factor, right? Right, sure. In other words, everybody, everybody on earth knows who Tiger is. 
uh, you know, very few people, the average person walking down the street, say, hey, who is Xander Schauffele? They look at you like, right. out of your mind? Right. You know, the guy, the guy was in right. the, you know, the guy was in the final round at the Masters. He could have won, right? Who's Hideki Matsuyama? They go, I don't know. Didn't he play for the Seattle Mariners? You know, they think it's right. Ichiro. So they don't have any idea. Uh, and then here's one that made me. Oh, then there's the MVP index, which calibrates the value of the engagement a player drives across social and digital channels. Okay. And mm-hmm. here's this one that made me really laugh. They're meltwater mentions. Now, meltwater and mentions are capitalized. How about that? Or, the, or, the, or that's defined as the frequency with which a player generates coverage across a range of media platforms. Yikes. So right. they're going to use it. They're going to. Yeah, I know. So they're going to use this algorithm to determine the values of each metric, blah, blah, blah. OK, so what they did was then they 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 reverse engineered it. They went back to 2019. OK, who would these players be? Oh, wait, let me get you. It's a surprise. OK, Tiger Woods, you know, he would get eight million bucks because he'd be number one. Of course and then, you know, would. Rory yep. Mackel. Yeah, McElroy, Mickelson. Brooks Kepka, and then to a lesser degree, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, Adam Scott. So they'd be in the top 10. Now, to me, to me, I think they should just give the $40 million to Tiger Woods for the next 10 years because <laughs> this guy has done more since 1996. Since he came on the scene, he won the Masters. Heard last week from our buddy Ed Sherman, who predicted that he would not win the Masters. Right. Hate to bring that up, Ed. Sorry if you're listening. Um, he just turned his radio off. Um, so, so Tiger created more buzz around golf than anybody, you know, and so uh, for a long, long time, and it it, it just yep. created the purses that went up and everything. So, anyway, uh, this is just a way to combat that 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 Premier League and um, right. And, and there's more to it, there's there's more to it, and there's people who are who think that this is a dumb thing to do. And if we have time later in the show, Barry, maybe we could get back into it. We are uh, late for a break, though, and when we come back, we will be joined by Casey Richards, uh, senior director of communications from the Chicago District Golf Association. We look forward to talking to Casey about the uh, marathon fundraiser and some other CDG events coming up uh, when we return. Right here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. And we are back. I knew that. I I honestly, I knew that, Adam. On The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer (laughs) Magazine. Barry Barry is uh, surprised, to, to, or I am surprised to know that Barry knows DJ Khaled, uh, also a New Orleans native, uh, as we talk about the music of New Orleans. You know, when I said I when I said I knew that, that was with the touch of irony. Oh, okay. See, I I missed that. It was ironical. I'm well, sorry. there there it is for you, well, Barry. You uh, know, it's that very dry, weird Irish sense of humor. So, well, we we go from Louis Armstrong <laughs> to DJ Khaled here on the scorecard because that's just how we it, like man. to play, right? I mean, that's how we like to that's do it. Awesome. Adam doing his thing. It's good, you know. Adam Studzinski, our producer, uh, every week. We appreciate Adam. We appreciate you for joining us uh, every Saturday morning here from 6 to 8 on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. It is time for us now to head on out to the Alpamonte Nissan hotline. Alpamonte Nissan is in Melrose Park or at AP Nissan. 
Com. We find Casey Richards, the uh, Senior Director from uh, of Communications for the Chicago District Golf Association. Hey, Casey, good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing great, Casey. How about you? Night bright and early? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm just here, uh, you know, main goal of this, hopefully increase my impact score, get some good meltwater mentions there, and uh, <laughs> maybe get a cut of that, that pot coming up here. <laughs> All about the meltwater mentions, my friend. All about right. that. <laughs> well, Casey, uh, thanks so much for joining us. We're, we're, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about the... Uh, uh, there's an opportunity for people to play 100 holes of golf to help raise money for the, uh, for the, the CDGA Foundation and the charities that it supports. <clears throat> and, I, and I remember uh, hearing about these 100 holes, and I'm going... Wow, that take you like like a whole week to play. That's like a whole PGA Tour event plus a pro am, you know. So uh, that used to scare me. So, but uh, but it's it's not quite not quite as bad as as all that. No, you're absolutely right, Barry. So it's the the CDGA Foundation Golf Marathon. It's going to be Saturday, May 22nd this year uh, at Zigfield Troy Golf down in Woodridge. Uh, if you've been to Zigfield Troy before, you know that it's a, a nine hole par three course. So that's the first thing is that it's only par three holes. Uh, you're riding in a golf cart. Um, you know, none of the holes are longer than 200 yards. So it's very manageable. Um, and you play three to four balls per hole. So really the entire experience uh, takes about the same amount of time as your regular round would on, on any given Saturday morning. And the difference being is that, as you mentioned, um, this one would be for a good cause. Uh, the, the marathon raises money for, the CDGA Foundation and, and the various programs that uh, we run for individuals with special needs, veterans, and youth. So uh, at the end of the day, it's a, a fun experience that also has a feel-good element to it, too, in that uh, you're raising money for a good cause. Right. Um, you know, I think, Casey, some people here, you know, there's a lot of charities in the world, let's face it, and uh, people here, oh, it's a foundation, whatever. But I think I wondered if you, you know, you've been the, we've been to these marathons before. You know, they've had, uh, I think, 13 of them before, and you've raised almost a million dollars. But I think you've you've put your eyes on some of these um, people, uh, individuals that are helped by this foundation. Uh, the the uh, the veterans. Uh, you have in, uh, wounded veterans. You have PTSD veterans. Um, you have. Um, uh, uh, children with special needs. Uh, tell us a little bit about about you know some of those people that be- actually benefit from the, the from this charity from the money. Absolutely. So um, you know we'll start with the individuals with special needs. Um, you know each year the the foundation runs a variety of what we call sunshine through golf camps um, for more than 1,200 individuals with special needs in an effort to bring them the the recreational and therapeutic attributes of the game of golf. Now, these camps that, that we run, it means something different to, to different people. Um, some of these individuals are more advanced from a golf perspective, utilize the camps as a way to train for the Special Olympics. Uh, for others, they, they get an immense amount of joy from just making solid contact with the ball and, and seeing it get off the ground. Um, so those are the, the types of individuals with special needs that the foundation impacts. And then you mentioned the veterans. Um, work with veterans is really at the core of the CDGA foundation. The organization was founded back all the way back in 1944 as a way to assist uh, veterans returning from world war II. And that work continues today uh, with groups such as 
uh, blind veterans based out of the Heinz VA hospital and the central blind rehabilitation center there. Uh, and, you know, we're also doing some work currently with uh, transitional veterans up at the Great Lakes VA hospital as they transition from homelessness to the next stage of their life. So um, as you guys well know, golf is just a game that has a ton of, of natural recreational and therapeutic attributes. And it's just about providing uh, the outlets for these individuals to to utilize that. And then uh, our youth program as well. I know Robert mentioned this when he was on a couple weeks ago, Robert Marchione, but the CDGA Foundation administers the Youth on Course uh, program here locally, which provides affordable access to uh, youth aged 6 to 18 to golf in the form of rounds for $5 or less. So at the end of the day, what the CDGA Foundation is all about, what the money raised from this golf marathon is all about, uh, it's providing these opportunities for a wide array of individuals to experience the benefit of the game that, that we all enjoy and that we all love. Yeah, and, and Casey Richards, Senior Director of Communications for the CDGA, uh, it, it's a lot of fun, too. And, I mean, I, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, oh, this is, you know, a lot of awesome stuff that you guys are doing in terms of the fundraising and in terms of the groups that you're helping and you're helping uh, use the game of golf to do that. But, you know, even for hackers like myself, you get out there on a par three, you, you hit some good shots. You know, it's it's going to be a fun day. You're going to do the the fast pace of it and and have a lot of fun and uh, have the the opportunity to to feel good about uh, what you're doing while you're out there in terms of the fundraising. So it seems like a, a a really fun event. Absolutely, and you know, from a golf perspective, it's a great way. You know, we're kind of at the beginning of the season. You know, all of our sort of iron games and short games and putting are, are really what need the most fine tuning at this point. So, you know, if nothing else, it's a great uh, a great way to make sure your game is in shape as we as we reach the peak of the summer here. And it really is a fun morning. You know, the golf marathon. You you play with uh, maybe you meet some new people. Um, again, you, you zip around. Uh, you know, the Zigfield Troy course. The Troy family has been very generous to um, provide us uh, with the opportunity to host the event there, uh, as Barry mentioned, for 13 years now. So uh, it is a really fun afternoon. And, um, you know, if individuals are interested in participating, they can go to cdgafoundation.org. Um, you know, we are still accepting players for this year's event. Um, you know, these individuals will raise, raise pledges then in advance of playing the 100 par 3 holes. And uh, our staff at the CDGA Foundation provide the resources uh, to help with the fundraising but what we found is that when, um, you know, you reach out to friends, family, colleagues, and, and tell them about this worthwhile cause and this unique event, um, people are always happy and, and quick to help out. Well, that's good. And, Casey, I, I imagine that, um, you know, if you if you can't play but you want to donate, you can – how do you do that if you just uh, – you know, because – some people might have cheap relatives and they don't, they can't raise any sponsor money, you know? Um, uh, so how can, can people help if they don't, if they can't play? Yes, absolutely. So if you go to cdgafoundation.org and then if you go to the uh, events tab on the website, you'll see one for the golf marathon. And then there's a leaderboard you can click on where you can see a listing of the individuals participating. And then you can essentially make a pledge to uh, any one of those uh, people playing. If you don't know any of the individuals who are currently signed up, uh, there's a listing on there for a CDGA Foundation staff team that will be playing in the event. Um, so you can make a donation to that group as well. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, um, you know, you can just make a, a general donation to, to the foundation as well if, if that's something you prefer. So certainly plenty of ways to get involved uh, with this event, whether it be 
actually playing in it or or simply donating to one of the participants. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Yep. No, and Casey, uh, if you want to uh, 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 to play or donate or whatever, the event is May 22nd, Zigfield Troy, as you mentioned, the par three course down in Woodridge. Um, and, and I know Barry, our uh, our intrepid co-host here, has has uh, hacked it through uh, several times uh, over the years there. So we, we'd be excited for his uh, re- live reporting from the uh, from the course <laughs> that day. Yeah, but yeah, no, and yeah. I think listen as 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 a uh, as an event and as an organization, uh, you know some of the some of the special needs youth uh, fundraising and the veterans uh, fundraising that is done. Um, I, I know I, I have a special needs son and, and he uh, would benefit greatly from something like that. I know there's a lot of uh, value to something like that, uh, especially for kids who, who don't necessarily get uh, the opportunity all the time. You kind of mentioned it when when you were talking about that, you know, just getting out there and swinging the club and hitting the ball for, for a lot of kids. Uh, that would be that would be quite an accomplishment and a, and a big thrill and certainly something that, uh, uh, you know, they would re- and that that would be a, a brightener in their day and get them outside and get some exercise and, and enjoy the golf course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the benefits, uh, that's what's one of the things that I think we all love about the game of golf and that it's such, it's a sport that is just in so many ways naturally tailored to make a positive impact like this. It's outdoors. It's a great physical uh, you know, activity opportunity. Uh, it's very mentally stimulating in terms of um, everything that goes along with the game. And, and yeah, we found over the years, you know, obviously we're very proud of the work that we've done at the CDGA Foundation. But as Barry alluded to earlier, there are such a wide array of charities that are able to utilize the game of golf for good. And I think that all ties back to the fact that it's just so um, naturally tailored to make a positive impact on so many people's lives. And uh, we're, we're happy to do that uh, all that we can at, at the foundation. All right, oh, great, Casey, Casey. Well, thanks. Yeah, go on, Mike. Sorry, sorry to, sorry to cut you off, Barry. Uh, yeah, Casey, we we appreciate your time. Uh, it's a great event. We loved hearing about it, and uh, we have a few more weeks uh, to to get signed up. If you'd like to play, cdgafoundation.org, and uh, you can uh, sign up for the uh, CDG Marathon fundraiser at Zigfield Troy. Uh, appreciate you jumping on this morning, Casey. Thank you guys very much for having me. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Casey. That's Casey Richards, uh, Senior Director of Communications for the Chicago District Golf Association. Uh, And yeah, I remember I remember talking to you uh, last year about this, Barry, and uh, and your uh, your outing and your your uh, stories of the old uh, 100 holes in, uh, uh, you know, six hours or whatever it is. You just get out there and uh, it sounds like it sounds like great fun. I mean, even you do not have to be Tiger Woods to go out there and have fun at this event, right? I mean, you you can no. you can be the the worst golfer in the world and get out there and on par threes and, and really have some fun with with your friends. Well, right, and it is a good opportunity to uh, to go out and 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 have some fun. And also, I mean, honestly, you know, you're going to play a hundred holes. And you're going to hit three balls a hole. So you're going to hit maybe one ball to the right, one ball to the left, and then one ball on the green. So it's a pretty good way, you That's know, to right. practice, uh, to practice, you know, like a, these short game shots. Like he said, the, there's no hole longer than 200 yards, right? So they're going to have holes that are probably, you know, 100 yards, 120 yards, 100, you know, whatever. And, and you can, you can, you can 
play those shots which you really don't practice very much. You know, people, you know, you're out on a golf course playing a golf course and, and you're hitting driver, then you're hitting your mm-hmm. approach to the green, then maybe you're chipping or you're putting or whatever, and it's one shot per hole for the most part. You know, if you're a pro, yeah, they go out and play, you know, two or three balls a hole, and they're, they're, that's all they do is practice. But we don't mm-hmm. practice. We just go out and hack it around. So this is a kind of a cool thing. Where you can uh, go out and 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 play, you know, three balls on a par three, and go, oh, that's pretty interesting. I hit that one well, and how did that happen? <laughs> you know, right. because the other two I didn't, or whatever. Yeah. But it's a, it's really a it's really a cool thing to do early in the year, as Casey mentioned. Well, and and it does sound like a great time, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little more as we approach the date. Uh, we, we have to take a time out, Barry. When we come back uh, during our 7 o'clock hour, we'll talk uh, to Rex Hoggard from GolfChannel.com. But next, uh, Jim McCormick will be our guest. Jim has one of the uh, most prolific uh, collections of golf memorabilia, not only in Chicago, but in the entire world. And it's fascinating, and we'll talk to Jim when we return on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 